The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. Our fantasy football previews continue. Very big weekend for fantasy football. A lot of people drafting this weekend and next. So, of course, today we will preview the Las Vegas Raiders on the show. And, Davis, of course, we had a couple of games in the preseason last night. Um, you know, one takeaway, very interestingly enough, Houston Texans played pretty well. 17-0 win for them yesterday. We got a look at Davis Mills. Damian Pierce played well. Marlon Mack looked pretty good, too. I caught some of that game, no doubt. And, uh, and here we go. We're, we're getting closer and closer here to the beginning of the season. We just are wrapping up the preseason this weekend. Yeah, we are. Uh, although, I mean, the Texans looked okay, but uh, Davis Mills did not. Davis Mills has been pretty underwhelming in the preseason, more interceptions than touchdowns, uh, yeah, kind of a, a lower completion percentage than you would want, especially because he was playing with the starters. You know, they had Damian mm-hmm. Pierce out there. They had Brevin Jordan. They had all those guys playing. So you don't. Uh, you don't particularly love to uh, to see that. Jordan Love looking pretty good in the preseason, though. That's kind of what I thought was interesting was just that, uh, you know, Jordan Love, when we'd seen him in the past, looked pretty lost, right? I mean, we all remember that game against the Chiefs where, like, they didn't throw a pass past the mm-hmm. sticks until the third quarter. So kind of interesting to see him playing decently. Yep. All right. Let's get to our headlines here in the show. We do have some NFL uh, issues to talk about here. The Patriots have cut former Super Bowl Hero Malcolm Butler, I'm sure he'll get a gig, but his time in New England appears to be up. Former second-round pick Denzel Mims has requested a trade from the Jets. He certainly has fallen out of favor and just not gotten a lot of playing time over the last couple of years. And so we'll see if the Jets end up releasing him, trading him. We will find out. Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, legendary quarterbacks, probably both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'd say Matt Ryan, probably Hall of Fame quarterback, expected to play on Saturday night. They'll both start one for Tampa Bay and the other one for Indianapolis and the Phillies will get Bryce Harper back tonight. He's had a wonderful run here rehabbing in AAA, but unfortunately they lose Zach Wheeler and Dave Dombrowski says that he hopes that Wheeler can start on when he's eligible, which is in less than two weeks from now, but certainly this is not great for their postseason hopes. If Wheeler can't get back, Phillies are 15 games over 500 had a really good season. So uh, let's talk about uh, Mims real quick here. Mims coming out of college, Davis, was was thought to be a really good receiver. I remember I took him, I think, in a dynasty league draft, but he just simply has not been able to get on the field and play as much as they wanted to. He's been passed up by a lot of other receivers. The Jets have drafted a couple of receivers the last couple of years, too. But I don't know. Does he have a future? Is there a chance he can latch on with anyone else? He was so talented in college. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you you see guys like this catch on, you know, when Keel Harry got traded for a seventh-round pick. Like, if you go in the first round, you are going to get a couple chances with other teams. You know, you'll be able to cash in a couple more paychecks. Denzel Mims, a pretty good cautionary tale, though, because this is, uh, this is like a tale that has existed as long as the NFL. These guys who dominate their final season in college when they're already 21 22 Denzel Mims was not really viewed as a, as a highly touted prospect you know he played with some other NFL players at Baylor Jalen Hurd in particular and then when all those other NFL players left his final season at Baylor he has this great year 66 receptions a thousand yards 12 touchdowns and uh you know just like they, you, it's just better to bet on the 20-year-olds who are pretty productive than the 22-year-olds who are super productive is, is something that I think these NFL teams are definitely starting to learn. For sure. All right. And, uh, and on our show today, Davis, we're going to preview the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that if they were in a different division, may be a favorite to win, I don't know, 10, 11 games and go to the playoffs. But because of the nature of the division that they're in, coming off that great playoff run that they had last year, uh, you know, there's just not as much optimism, I guess, going into the season, which is unfortunate because they did play very well when John Gruden, Gruden was let go. Yeah, I mean, I think were they really good last season? I don't know. I don't think I don't think I ever watched the Raiders and was like, uh, you know, this is a team that's seriously contending for the Super Bowl. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too apathetic on Derek Carr. I I actually, for whatever it's worth, I expect. Josh McDaniels to be a better head coach than John Gruden. I think that the way McDaniels kind of designed those offenses as Brady got older in New England belied a lot of football intelligence. You know, as Brady's skill set changed, McDaniels was able to react to that. And, uh, you know, what, Derek Carr's 31 years old, and this is mm-hmm. certainly the best group of skill position players he's ever had. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, who did just fire his agent. Yesterday, we, we've been talking about Darren Waller missing practice, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening there. Seems like he wants a new contract. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that I think the Raiders are maybe one of the more interesting teams in football from a win-loss perspective because you're right. They did make the playoffs last season, but now all of a sudden they play in what is maybe the strongest division I can remember, like, in my lifetime in terms of quarterbacking talent and uh, like win expectation for the rosters. So just like fast, like if they get to nine wins, that means they're a really good team. I think. Yeah. I forget who they played in the, in the playoffs in the first round, but I felt like they, the hung in. Yeah, they didn't they hang in with them for, for like pretty much the whole game. Like weren't they within? Well, I, th- like- <laughs> I think the Bengals were kind of one of the all time, like lucky Super Bowl attendees. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see that this season, but yeah, I mean, they could have won that game. Remember yeah. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow threw the touchdown right before halftime, and the whistle was blown early. Uh, so pretty much they got a free touchdown right. in that game. Yeah, no, I, I listen. I, I thought the Raiders played pretty well, but anyway, we'll dive into their fantasy ramifications coming up next. If you have a draft this weekend, those of you who are paying attention to the NFFC average draft position, and you want to know where you should be taking some of the Raiders, Davis and I are going to run through that for you next here on the show. This is Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid, and we'll be back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Our fantasy football previews continue today with the Las Vegas Raiders, as, of course, they have some very highly talented and highly drafted players in fantasy football this season, not to mention arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL in Devontae Adams, who is a first-round pick. Let's take a look at the average draft position, according to the NFFC, as to some of their talented players going into the season. Derek Carr is basically being drafted as high as he ever has in fantasy, which is about the 10th round. Josh Jacobs is 46 overall. Zamir White, who we'll talk about here in this segment, 214, so just outside the top 200. Devontae Adams is a bona fide first-round pick everywhere. Hunter Renfro is being drafted around the 6th, 7th round. And then Darren Waller, very talented tight end, uh, being drafted a tick lower than he did a year ago. All right, so let's talk about Carr. And right now, Davis, this is I, I think this is probably the highest he's ever been drafted in fantasy. He threw for almost 5,000 yards last year, only 23 touchdowns, though. And and he's, he's not a starting quarterback, but I, there's certainly a chance with a few more touchdowns he could be. And I guess the Raiders are hoping that by adding Devontae Adams to the mix, that these 23 passing touchdowns go to, I don't know, 33, 43. I mean, a lot of ranges of outcomes, I think, for Carr. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Carr does get to 35, 36 passing touchdowns, he is probably going to end up as a starting quarterback in fantasy football, kind of kind of a la Kirk Cousins. You know, obviously Derek Carr is not going to add any rushing. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit earlier in his career he would have gotten that. I mean, I guess he had 108 rushing yards, but six rushing touchdowns in his career, so it doesn't give you any upside there. Carr, to be honest, for me, just is not a guy I ever end up targeting because I feel like he's a little bit too expensive for what he is. And, you know, I prefer the guy we talked about earlier in the week, Trevor Lawrence, probably even prefer Daniel Jones a little bit cheaper because those guys, Daniel Jones will run a little bit. Lawrence, I actually think, uh, probably has an even better range of outcomes than Derek Carr because I think Trevor Lawrence might be better. But certainly you cannot deny that the addition of Devontae Adams to this offense should tilt them a little bit more pass heavy. I mean, Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, certainly one of the better one-two combinations in the NFL. And Derek Carr throws for 4,800 yards and and 35 touchdowns. I will definitely be wishing I would have drafted him a little bit more often, but never a guy you're heading into your draft being like, I got to get Derek Carr. Yeah, usually a backup, or maybe if you take one of the back-end QB1s, you end up with Carr and say to yourself, well, if this guy doesn't work out, then I have Carr to start 
uh, on different occasions. Now, their running back situation is pretty complex because uh, you, you would think that they're going to want to run the ball like they have in the past, but Josh Jacobs, after winning the rookie, the offensive player a rookie of the year a few years ago, uh, you know, has kind of been back and forth as far as his possibilities go. When he's on the field and he's running, he looks as good as anybody in the NFL. He had 872 yards last year and nine touchdowns, and he's essentially being drafted in the fourth round early in the preseason we were hearing that maybe Jacobs was on the way out of Las Vegas. And now we hear that Kenyon Drake is on the way out. So Jacobs' numbers have been pushed up again. Uh, you know, it, it seems to be a complex issue for me as to whether or not truly the Raiders determine, okay, we're going to go back to where we were a couple of years ago and give this guy 25 touches a game. Are they going to do this? Yeah, I think no, no chance of that. Uh, McDaniels has said, like, this is going to be a committee. He brings in Brandon Bolden, who is his passing down back last year after James White got hurt in New England. They also brought in Amir Abdullah, who has, uh, you know, bounced around the NFL a ton. Although Amir Abdullah, when he has played the last few years, has actually generated targets. Uh, he, he showed up for the Panthers last season, got cut from the Vikings, signed with the Panthers after Christian McCaffrey got injured, and he was earning uh, you know, a pretty good targets per route run when he was active. They also have Zamir White. I, I think they're going to have four running backs active on game day because Amir Abdullah is going to be their primary kick returner, and he works on uh, – Abdullah is a core four special teamer. So four running backs active on game day, two of them being passing down specialists, and the other one, Zamir White, kind of being a goal line specialist. I don't really view the Josh Jacobs situation that dissimilar from Antonio Gibson. So Gibson, you know, again, coming off of a thousand yard season, double digit touchdowns, like, can you really complain? Uh, and then, you know, apparently Antonio Gibson is being demoted and they, they want to play Brian Robinson. It's like the same thing with Josh Jacobs for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason is. I, I don't go to these meetings with Josh Jacobs. I don't know what his relationship is like with Josh McDaniels, but it seems like whatever they are seeing from him, they don't want him to be a full-time running back. So at the price that he costs, you know, pretty much no way. And the weirdest thing about Josh Jacobs is he was a receiving back in college. You know, he was in a backfield with uh, Damian Harris and uh, I'm forgetting the other name, but he was the third down back, right? And then he gets to the NFL and they basically stop using him like that, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's a bewildering thing to take a guy in the first round and not use him to his full skill set, but I, I'm just taking wide receivers where Josh Jacobs goes. Yeah, I mean, this is a really high ADP. I mean, this this player has to deliver good numbers for you this season, maybe even better than what he did last year to be drafted in the fourth round. All right, so tell us about Zamir White. This is a name that's new to the mix, and once Drake is let go, I mean, the other two names are pedestrian. You sort of know what they are. And, you know, one former guy from New England, so that doesn't surprise me with McDaniels, but not a lot on Zamir White, who's really not being drafted in most leagues in the top 200 because people probably more familiar with the other names that you just mentioned. So uh, what can White be this season? So I guess the reason why White is interesting is he was uh, once upon a time all the way back in 2019. He was the number one running back recruit in the nation, goes to Georgia, you know, running back you. Uh, I mean, how, it's like it's like any running back that goes to Georgia ends up getting drafted, right? But his freshman season, he tears both of his ACLs simultaneously, tears his left and his right ACL, works his way back from that, rehabs his way back from that, 
he's fine in college, you know, scores 25 touchdowns, shares the backfield with James Cook, who was the passing down back, kind of it, weirdly enough, in that Sony Michelle role, talking about another guy like Josh Jacobs, who comes to the NFL as a pass catching back and then never catches any passes. I would assume that what Zamir White, his best case scenario this season would be like, Josh Jacobs is going to be Ramondre Stevenson and Zamir White would be Damian Harris, right? And that is if you if you think that McDaniels is telling the truth about the committee existing, that would kind of be the way that the committee would be split up. Um, again, and you know, I, I, I think Jacobs is probably going to start the season with a greater amount of work and then the team is going to see, okay, is Abdullah playing well? Is Bolton playing well? Is Zamir White playing well? And if any of those guys do start to play well, they're going to play more and more. Kind of the kind of the approach that I think is is prudent to take on the Raiders' backfield is how we've always said about the Patriots' backfield. They run the ball a lot. They run the ball well. So what do you do? You take the cheapest Patriots running back. Don't don't pay the massive price. You know, don't take Stephen Ridley in the fourth round. Don't take Damian Harris in the fifth round. You just wait for these guys to get cheaper, and then you take the cheapest ones. And if they work out, you start them. If you don't, you cut them and move on. Makes sense. So, so in the best ball format, who who do you have the most of 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 the Raiders running backs? White for sure. Um, White White is going higher in the best ball formats. You know, those markets tend to be uh, a little bit more attuned to the news, a little bit more you know reacting to whatever just happened. But uh, I think he's a pretty solid pick, kind of fourteenth, fifteenth round. And I also think it's kind of one of those things where you should know early on. Like if White is a healthy scratch in week one, I think you can probably cut him because it means that they like Jacobs more than we were led to believe. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. Raiders, uh, again, a little complex this year. New head coach, Josh McDaniels, their third head coach in the last year. Of course, John Gruden, Rick Versaccia, and now having McDaniels at the helm there. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back here on the show, it's time to dive into the Las Vegas Raiders wide receivers and tight end and a couple going in the top 50 picks. So we'll get Davis's thoughts as to where you should be taking those in your upcoming fantasy football draft this weekend. And as a reminder, if you miss any part of our shows or our previews for the upcoming fantasy football season, check out our website, sportsgrid.com, or also our YouTube page where we are archiving all of our previews over there. We'll come back and hit the NFFC ADP for the receivers, tight ends, and then give you more of a preview on the Las Vegas Raiders in just a few minutes. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, 
just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid as we take a look at the average draft position for the Las Vegas Raiders coming up here in 2022. Naturally, we have Carr going inside the top 200. Also, Devontae Adams is a first-round pick. Josh Jacobs around the fourth pick in the draft. Uh, Hunter Renfro uh, going somewhere in the sixth, seventh round. Darren Waller is a fourth-round pick. Uh, We're going to dive a little deeper into some of these players here on the Las Vegas Raiders. But let's start with what I would say, Davis, maybe was one of the bigger shockers in the offseason. There were a lot of big moves in the NFL for sure, like A.J. Brown going to Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, those things happen. But, like, this was just sort of out of nowhere, at least for me, that Devontae Adams, after Aaron Rodgers said he was going to come back, gets shipped off to Las Vegas and now, you know, goes to a spot basically that, you know, honestly wasn't good as it was before with him in Green Bay having Aaron Rodgers, definitely a downgrade, at least temporarily. I remember us talking about this. I'm, I'm still sort of stunned that Adams is a Raider. I, you know what? I kind of have that same feeling, like literally every time I do a fantasy football draft, I'm like, yeah, Devontae Adams is not playing with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he is playing with, uh, you know, he's playing with Derek Carr instead, which is just, it's weird. Now, remember, uh, there is like precedent for these two wanting to play together. Uh, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr kind of made each other when they played together at Fresno State, you know, and I think we, we talked about this at the time, you know, everyone just wants to be back in college again, right? Like at the end of the day, when we were happiest in our lives, our, our most carefree, like everyone loves their college experience. So I kind of get it. The Raiders gave up a, a boatload to acquire him. They paid him a huge contract. And, uh, you know, for, for the Packers part, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like he signed this mega contract extension that they didn't really have the cap space for. They were going to have to let some of their other talented players go. They let Devontae Adams go. They got the pick for it. Like it probably worked out for them. Hmm. So uh, what do you think this year? I mean, he's being drafted in the first round. And basically what you're asking for, let's just call it, is a match, I think, of last year. So you're, you're asking for 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns for Devontae Adams. You have to get that based on his ADP. Can he, can he just repeat that? Not asking for more this year. You know, I, I just have a very hard time seeing it, right? Like at, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best, most talented guys to ever play, hyper-accurate. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, or uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have this crazy connection where, like, Devontae Adams can run whatever route, and Rodgers just knows where he's going to be. Or Adams knows where Rodgers wants the ball to be, so he runs to that spot. And uh, I I don't know if Adams is going to be able to regenerate that connection with Derek Carr. We also kind of have this long history of veteran wide receivers changing teams generally taking a step back for fantasy football purposes now we've seen the opposite of that the last few seasons right uh i mean stefan diggs basically being one of the big ones gets traded from the minnesota vikings to the buffalo bills finishes as the number one overall wide receiver in 2020 
But historically speaking, veteran wide receivers going on to their second or third contract, uh, we, we do see kind of a, a, a Kenny Galladay, right? Great example. It's top 12 player in Dynasty, whatever. Everyone loves Kenny Galladay, goes to the New York Giants. Now we're hearing about him maybe you know getting cut from the New York Giants. I have a hard time, in, in particular, clicking the button on Devontae Adams over CeeDee Lamb. Now, maybe these offensive line problems in Dallas kind of end up making that more of a wash because the Cowboys are not going to be as effective on offense. But Adams heading into his age 29 season, new situation, new quarterback. Like, like can we see Devon, Like, can you see Devontae Adams getting 200 targets a season? It's, it's hard for me to squint and imagine. Yeah, and, and they have other really good targets, which is now what makes these next two players, I think, extremely complicated because Hunter Renfro is coming off a career season for a lot of different reasons. And Davis, they did not have a premium wide receiver on the outside. They also did not have Darren Waller for a large part of last year. But boy, did Renfro respond in such a big way down the stretch, over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. And, and looks like the kid he was in college all of a sudden. He's being drafted, you know, essentially as your wide receiver two. He is huge in PPR formats. Obviously, that's what we're talking about here. He's going essentially in the seventh round of, of fantasy football. So do you think that his numbers just strictly have to come down based off uh, you know, having Adams there who's going to need more targets and, and maybe having Waller uh, healthy for a full season? So this is, this is probably one of my more <clears throat> controversial fantasy football opinions this year. I just, I cannot, I cannot see it. Right with Hunter Renfro, I think there. I, I'll put it this way: I see a zero percent chance that Adams, Waller, and Renfro can all pay off their targets. Right, so there's there's no way that all three of them can be good at ADP. So who do you think is the most likely loser? Hall of Fame wide receiver Devonte Adams. Maybe it's Darren Waller. Right, Darren Waller has not been at training camp. He just fired his agent. We're going to talk more about him in a little bit. Maybe it's Renfro. Right, maybe Renfro is the one who pays off because he shows up to work every day. He got the contract extension he wanted this offseason. He looked around at a really bad wide receiver room in Las Vegas last year. The, the starting wide receivers with him last season were Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs for seven games before he, he went to jail. Deshaun Jackson was in there. Willie Sneed was in there. He looked at that wide receiver room and said, you know what? I got to show up. Like I got to be the guy because these guys are not capable of handling a full target volume. Uh, Waller only played 11 games last season and was kind of nicked up off and on. So maybe that plays into it a little bit, but uh, I can't, I can't draft Renfro where he's going. You know, some of the guys right after him, I prefer both of the Steelers guys, Pickens and Claypool, Brandon Ayuk, I think a great example, Devonta Smith for the Eagles, another example. And, and I'm willing to just be wrong about this one. Like sometimes you have to, to say like, I'm going to make this decision. I understand it could go against me but I can't draft Renfro at cost. Okay, no, makes sense there. PPR, obviously, a non-PPR is not even a discussion, but in PPR formats, that's where Renfro is particularly interesting. All right, so now let's talk about Darren Waller. Uh, I was very bullish on him a year ago and drafted him, I think, everywhere I could, and he just couldn't stay healthy. Like, it just was that when he was on the field, I thought he looked fine, but he was just never on the field last year. And we had to wait, like there were these updates. I remember last year, week after week, is he going to be back? Is he going to play? And a couple of years ago, he comes out of nowhere, Davis, to be one of the top tight ends in, in fantasy. He backs it up the following year and then lays this egg completely last year. So if I know that Waller is going to play in 15, 16 games, 
then then I think he's probably being drafted a little too low. But I think that's a little baked into the ADP here is just not knowing. And as you mentioned, he hasn't been a full participant here in camp. I think you're right. I actually, I actually do think uh, Darren Waller. A lot of the risk, a lot of the concern is is baked into his ADP because if you look at his per game statistics when he has been a member of the Raiders, I mean, like look at his 2020 season: 145 targets, 107 receptions, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. That's a Travis Kelsey season. You know, that's not even a Mark Andrews. Uh, you know, peak Jimmy. Gr- I mean, that is like a wide receiver one season, but at tight end and the, you know the Waller thing is crazy because uh he was he was a wide receiver he came into the NFL as a wide receiver that's the position he played at Georgia Tech he was a member of the 49ers and a member of the Ravens and you might be like well why was he not good on those teams Darren Waller pretty interesting story he was like a very severe alcoholic and drug addict mm-hmm. uh and and got his life together um I think there was uh, I want to say the Raiders did hard knocks maybe two seasons ago, and there was kind of one episode that was dedicated to Waller's sort of journey to where he ended up. And also, if you uh, if you look at the contracts that he has played under in his career, uh, he has not made very much money as an NFL player, right? Because he was a, you know, a practice squad guy signed to a, a very low veteran contract. So I also don't blame him right now for saying, you got to pay me, you know, because he, because again, his career is kind of weird. Uh, he's already 29 years old, actually entering into his age 30 season. I don't blame him for wanting to get paid. Waller, probably one of my bigger stands in fantasy this year. Very similar to the Renfro thing. I acknowledge it could go wrong, right? He could hold out. He could be in bad shape because he hasn't been in training camp. He could pull that hamstring early, you know. But if Derek Carr's going to throw for 4,500 yards and Waller's going to play 17 games, I mean, I, I, I think he could be the number one tight end in fantasy, right? I mean, he could have... 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, absolutely no problem. And I think the addition of Devontae Adams probably helps him a little bit because who's that safety going to be on? You know, where's that Where's that second eye going to be? It's going to be on Adams, not on him. So, so I, you know, this this slipped by me, I guess. Is he the biggest name player still not in camp or, or in the preseason in the NFL? I, I didn't even realize that he wasn't there completely. Well, so it's uh, it's it's certainly a matter of the uh, the beholder thing there. So the team has been saying that he has a hamstring injury and that's why he has not been there. But other people who are sort of, you know, league sources or whatever been saying, yeah, I mean, maybe his hamstring hurts, but he also is unhappy with his contract situation that he yesterday, it was reported, fired his agent. The, uh, the NFL PA rule is that after you fire your agent, you have to wait five days to hire a new agent. So I would think that in four or five days, we're probably going to have a greater, understanding of what's going on there and if he is going to get a greater contract gotcha okay i I feel like the raiders are one of those uh, rare teams where i I don't see a ton of guys uh, outside the top 200 that when we say like give me a name of a player that could have an impact is is there a guy i really as i'm looking at it don't really see anyone yeah their depth chart i mean it's it's very similar to what it was last year where they just there's nothing there Right. So it, I, I guess it would be like Mac Hollins, who, uh, you know, from your time in Miami, he would be the one guy who is going to play. OK, so there you go. There's our preview of the Las Vegas Raiders here in 2022. We'll preview another team coming up on Monday as we uh, creep closer to the beginning of the fantasy football season. But coming up next, it's time for some fantasy or reality. So stick with us. We'll be back with more FST in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Great, great. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Make sure you are following us on social media on Twitter. And that is at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. College football season is here. We've got great programming for you tomorrow. I saw Ben Stevens tweet out his new show starting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, notes, information, and, of course, the picks against the spread. Uh, Davis, we're also closing in on the beginning of NBA training camp. Believe it or not, a month from now, we'll be having that discussion as well. And there are some uh, reports surfacing that Russell Westbrook looks like he is potentially on the way out of Los Angeles. Maybe a trade, maybe a release. I just don't know what the future holds for him at this point. Well, I mean, if the Los Angeles Lakers are able to find absolutely anyone who is willing to take Russell Westbrook off their hands, I think they would do it. I think they would probably even attach multiple first-round picks just to not have him on the roster with new head Mm -hmm. coach Darvin Ham. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook fired his agent. Like, it's just, it's all a mess. They traded away. Weirdly enough, I did not understand the the Lakers trade that they made at all yesterday where they traded away Talon Horton Tucker, uh, you know, one of their only, like, young pieces who might get any better to acquire Patrick Beverly. You uh, only acquire Patrick Beverly if you are uh, thinking that he's going to be your starting point guard, I would imagine. You're not probably going to play Beverly and Westbrook together. I mean, what a misrun organization but uh i i hope what happens is russell westbrook comes back to oklahoma city and the lakers give uh oklahoma city two first round picks for taking on his contract i think that would be a a fitting return for mr westbrook all right we'll see what happens in the nba drama continues as always it's time for some fantasy or reality All right, Davis, we got some news here coming from the NFL. It does appear that Denzel Mims' time with the New York Jets is coming to a close. Of course, they drafted 
uh, you know, a player very high this past year in the draft. They also, you know, have a couple of others. Elijah Moore is there as well. Uh, but, you know, interesting that, you know, statements are being made about a player who just hasn't proven anything on the field either. You mentioned Nikhil Harry, like it's kind of the equivalent of Nikhil Harry with like popping off saying, get rid of me or traded. But look, this is a player who feels that he's more talented than what he's shown. So I give him credit for that. But at the same time, he's shown nothing the last three years. So fantasy reality, Denzel Mims is an NFL bust. Yeah, Denzel Mims is a huge NFL bust. I mean, he was a he was a a, a day two NFL draft pick who kind of had every opportunity. You know, he that when Denzel Mims was a rookie, there was absolutely no one keeping him on the bench for the New York Jets. You know, it was Jamison Crowder and uh, Vincent Smith and just a bunch of guys who are not meaningful NFL contributors. And I don't even think that you can say like, oh, you know, Denzel Mims never had a chance. The Jets were always terrible. Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Josh, like, you know, they're, they've been such a mess because I don't know about Elijah Moore looked pretty good last year, right? Elijah Moore's out there getting mm-hmm. open, scoring on end arounds. Braxton Berrios, right? Braxton Berrios gets mm-hmm. in there for a couple games, looks pretty good. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't really, buy, I mean, I mean, even Michael Carter, right? Ty Johnson, like these running backs, they were still doing okay. So I, I mean, I think you got to go clear reality here. And uh, honestly, I hope that the New York Jets have learned a lesson. I think their, their drafting of Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore maybe did show they learned a little bit of a lesson. They drafted guys who were younger, both of them, uh, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson were 20 when they were drafted, three-year players at, at, at big schools, kind of the exact opposite of Denzel Mims. So I think they probably learned their lesson. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure how I could take a, another side here, Davis. Like, I, I would love to build one here, but I feel like even if I was paid to take another side, I couldn't even do it. I, I just don't know how. Like, this is, I mean, this is the equivalent to me, and I and I was a huge Jalen Rager fan in college. But if we asked this question about Jalen Rager, we would say he's a bust too. Like, the data, the numbers, everything just tells you that he is. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm just going to say reality. <laughs> And, and he's going to be on another team. And then in two years, he's going to be out of the NFL. I mean, that, that's just it. I mean, you don't hear stories like this where players are drafted high. They're not very good on bad teams and then go to another team and all of a sudden good. I mean, I, I suppose we can find someone out there for that, but I highly doubt it'll be this player. All right, let's, let's move on. Triple crown, super rare. Last time I believe was Miguel Cabrera, if I'm not mistaken, with the Detroit Tigers. And a story that is just sort of catching up on everyone this year, Davis, is Paul Goldschmidt in his pursuit of the Triple Crown. In fact, two weeks ago, you probably wouldn't have even mentioned Triple Crown in the same category as Paul Goldschmidt, but he is on an incredible tear, really has been on a tear all season long. Usually Goldie's either a first-half guy or a second-half guy. Usually doesn't put it all together, but he has this year. He's going to be the NL MVP. But Davis, let's break down his Triple Crown chances. He has a lot of work to do to get this done, but he is on the doorstep. Fantasy or reality, Goldie will win the Triple Crown. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say yes, right? Like at the end of the day, anything like this that happens in baseball, you want it to happen, right? Miguel Cabrera winning the triple crown, really cool. Uh, actually, I want to take a look at the, uh, the major league baseball NL MVP odds. Cause if I, Craig, if I remember correctly, the year that Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown, uh, Mike Trout still won American league MVP. If I am, if I am, uh, remembering this correctly. So that is. Uh, that is just sort of um, interesting. But I, I will go reality. You know, Goldschmidt has just kind of been one of those guys who has been phenomenal all year. He is minus 
450 right now uh, on, on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the National League ML uh, MVP. So I think he probably has it locked in. And uh, yep. yeah, what an absolutely great season for him. Honestly, like not a lot of people saw it coming. Uh, he, he'd kind of been through like three straight years of decline, uh, stealing fewer bases, stealing, you know, fewer home runs. And uh, the Cardinals, despite not being their their usual gold standard of pitching, that's, you know, that's kind of what always gets the Cardinals through. They don't have anyone close to NL Cy Young or anything like that. I mean, just going to walk away with uh, with this division. So, you know, maybe I will, uh, maybe I'll be at some uh, some Cardinals playoff games here before too long. No, I, I think they're definitely going to make the postseason. Their trade of Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery really is, is maybe the best trade at the deadline for any team, Davis. Look how good Montgomery has been. No one yes. saw that coming for sure. Um, yeah, this is a fantasy. I, I don't think Goldie's going to win it. I think he's got a great shot to win batting average. I think he's got a great shot to win the RBI crown. And he's close, but Davis, Kyle Schwarber, when that guy gets yep. hot, you just got to get out of the way. And I think that Schwarber, who is going to be playing his most meaningful baseball since he won the World Series with the Cubs in, in this last month of the season. And by the way, who do you pitch to? And David in that lineup right now with Harper and Schwarber and, and JT and, and Austin Austin Riley is not that far behind either. Good. He only has four fewer. Um very, very interesting though. Like we might, Craig, we might end this season with only like three guys hitting 40 homers. You know, I mean yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna end up being pretty close because as of right now, there are only seven guys who have 30 or more. Actually, only seven guys with more than 27 so that is uh that's pretty interesting uh we're gonna have to be thinking about that more closely when we get to fantasy baseball discussion next year yeah depending on the ball you know, <laughs> that's the key obviously they've changed it since april there's no doubt about that but yeah i got schwarber winning the home run title uh you know that philly lineup i mean if, if nick castellanos continues to hit like he has in august which he hasn't hit all season long and harper comes back and he's just harper and jt i mean who who in the world do you pitch to you you cannot throw you cannot walk Schwarber and he's leading off. I mean, you just can't do it. He's going to hit a lot of leadoff home runs. He's going to win the home run title. Goldie is going to finish second there. Got a great shot, but I don't think he does it. So I will say fantasy. All right. New movie coming out yet again. Here we go. Uh, Godzilla and King Kong. Now there was a movie with these two uh, several years ago and, uh, and I did watch it. I didn't watch it in the theater, but I do remember stopping and watching it either on, on, you know, DirecTV or HBO or one of those channels too. I don't even think it was like a pay-per-view item for me or a streaming item for me as well. But uh, I, I have been a fan of these in the past. And it does seem like this is the kind of movie that if you make, the box office is going to do fairly decent, even if the movie stinks. It's just in general, people like Godzilla. They like King Kong. I will ask you, Davis, fantasy or reality? You're up for another one of these. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. You will watch uh, this uh, new movie. I mean, I'll be, I'll be there in line. I'll be, I'll get my, I'll get my icy. I'll get my big tub of, uh, of popcorn because I, I think I've said this before on the show. I am not always a very uh, discerning critic of movies. Like I love a good summer blockbuster popcorn flick. You know, uh, I remember when uh, this Godzilla vs. King Kong came out. I believe it was one of those movies that was filmed pre-pandemic but like the editing and the dissemination and getting it on streaming and everything was like a little bit harder for them to figure out. So it kind of took a little bit, but I do remember my, uh, my brother-in-law 
coming over to come and watch this with me. We got, you know, we got some takeout. We did the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, how can you not like Godzilla movies? How can you not like King Kong movies? You put them in together. Now, obviously, uh, it's a little bit different these days with the way they make these action movies where they, you know, of course, there's got to be a love interest and there's got to be a child involved and the the child bonds with the the big giant. It's like whatever, you know, I mean, do, do whatever you got to do to get your movie out there and have it appeal to everyone. But uh, total reality, I will be there for Godzilla versus King Kong part two. The way that they that they do this one is, if I'm not mistaken, am I right by saying that in the last one that that uh, King Kong was the good guy and Godzilla was the bad guy? Was that accurate? Does that sound right to you? If I remember that, or were they so? Fighting so if I if I if I do remember correctly, it's like there was a um, there's like the the monsters live in the inside of the earth. Yes and they escape and king kong just wants to go home and godzilla is the one who is terrorizing the world and they have to convince king kong to come and fight him to Ooh. say it's i mean it's like it's absurd right it's totally preposterous um but it's it's the best i mean like it's like everyone enjoys this right everyone enjoys watching these big monsters beat the crap out of each other it's it's great it's great entertainment yeah, so I'll say reality too. I'll watch it, but this is not getting me to the theater. I finally, by the way, did go to the theater about a month ago. I got to see. Uh, no, I saw. Well, my daughter wanted me to take her to see the Minions movie. The uh, all right, the Minions, the, the Minions movie. movie. I, I, I mean, it was it was fine. I don't know. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just fine. I've been back yeah. for James Bond, which was great. <laughs> Uh, great, absolutely uh, awesome, awesome movie, and then Jurassic Park, which I will, I will go watch all of the Jurassic Park movies. They can make ten more crappy movies. I'll be there. But me- this last one really stunk. I mean, it was really, really bad. Like, like, like three out of ten in terms of uh, of a Jurassic Park. Chris Pratt, man, I, I, he was so good when he was younger. But I am just, I am, I, I just can't do Chris Pratt as an action hero. It's just, it does not work for me. All right. Fair enough. Let's take a break here on the show. Uh, yeah, so I got reality, but streaming only on that one. Uh, let's take a break here on the show. We got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next, and then we got the early line following us, and then Newswire, 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll preview the upcoming college football week zero, which is now less than 24 hours away. Can't wait. College football season begins tomorrow right here on Sports Grid. So don't go anywhere as we take a quick break, and we come back with the Sports Grid 60. And also a reminder... For those of you getting ready to draft this weekend in fantasy football, Davis and I are previewing one team each day right here on the show. If you missed any of them, go to sportsgrid.com or go to our YouTube page or go to our Twitter channel. And if you're looking for more previews, we'll have them again coming up on Monday. We'll be right back. Don't go away. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Get ready to wrap up the show. Don't forget, we're right back here Monday morning as we creep closer to the beginning of the NFL season, and that means fantasy football season as well, right for you here on Fantasy Sports Today. Let's end the week of shows with Davis. Here is today's Sports Grid 60. You know, we, we've gotten a Friday here on the show, Craig, and we have not even mentioned week zero of the college football season that is kicking off tomorrow. I do have, uh, I got a couple complaints here. Uh, my first complaint is Oklahoma is going to stink this year. Uh, not a huge fan of that. That is definitely going to limit my interest in college football. You know, being the 13th best team in college football, that's for the University of Texas. That's that's not for us at, uh, at Oklahoma, so that's not great. But how is there not a Friday game? How does this make any sense? Uh, come on. I mean, every TV in middle America would be tuned in to Nebraska versus Northwestern if it was tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Just really, really, uh, to me, a mistake here from the uh, the powers that be in college football to not have a game tonight. Yeah, I think uh, high school football opening weekend may have something to do with that yeah. if they don't like that. I like to compete with that as well. Uh, you know, I, I watched Damian Pierce play last night. Speaking of college football, of course, I watched him for a couple of years play at the University of Florida. And and look, I'm going to struggle with not taking this guy in fantasy football. I'm going to probably make the mistake and overdraft him because he is a Gator. But, uh, you know, in the end, it depends on what your stakes are. But that's a good reminder, I think, for those of you who are getting ready to draft in fantasy football. Draft the guys you like this weekend, too, especially if your stake is not $1,000 a team or anything like that. You want to have fun this season and take, take players that you like watching. Pierce is probably going to be somewhere on my radar for the upcoming season. I would almost guarantee that. That'll do it for our week of shows, thanks to our fantastic graphic department and, of course, LTN. And our producer, Brett Levy, for my co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. we got the early line next. I'll be back with you at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire. I hope you enjoy your weekend. We'll see you right back here Monday morning, 11 o'clock Eastern, for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Until then, we'll see you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.